I don't know where all my time went I don't know how to define it So tell me how do I fight it When it feels so wrong It's on the tip of my tongue It's every line in this song The little things have been with me all along How did Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer get his name? Uh, is it from the song? I think it's because I he... think the song came first. No, I think it's because he's Rudolph, and he's a reindeer with a red nose. Right, but how did how did the the general public come to know that name as being the name of the the reindeer with the red nose? Because he is the reindeer with the red no, nose. No, I understand, I understand. But how did this become public knowledge? It's not like it's not like Santa delivers handwritten letters to everyone and says, "Guess what, everyone." I, I was going to cancel Christmas this year because of the fog, but mm, luckily mm. one of my reindeer, named Rudolph specifically, did have a glowing nose, and now I am good. <laughs> he didn't send this letter personally, so I'm asking, how did this come to be? Well, it's because the news reports the day after. There was, there was like, traffic, air traffic issues the entire night. People thought that the big red light, you know when you see a red light out on, like, the horizon? It's one of those towers to stop a plane from hitting, like, a mountain. People thought that the, the mountains were everywhere. Planes were getting diverted. There was almost accidents in the skies. There was total chaos. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. They did a whole expose about it. They're like, UFO or Santa's little helper? <laughs> well, okay. But what about the other reindeers? Now, now, hear me out here. I, I'm trying to think of the... They're charged as accomplices. I'm not talking about an incident where they get arrested, where they arrested the reindeer, Chloe. I'm asking about if, where, did the names, okay, you know the song, the Rudolph the yeah. Red-Nosed yeah. Reindeer song, and it's like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's got Donner, it's got like and, the, and stuff. Yeah, and at the Dancer. beginning it says like, it says like all the reindeer's names, yeah. and then it says like, and do you recall the most famous reindeer of all, and then it's Well, I'd off. say infamous, but I mean, it's, 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 it's up to the individual. Right. So, what I'm saying is, was this canonized because of a song? And now, now we have an animated like like claymation mm-hmm, film mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. it. We have movies. We have other songs, and it's all because of this one song, right? Yeah. Or, or I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where they got the names. But I've come to the realization: the Christmas songs seem to define the canon of Christmas. Mm-hmm, yeah. And, uh, they're not all old. Actually, most of them are really new. Like, like. The past, like, 50 years. And, I mean, we got some old ones. Yeah, you're wondering, like, what, what's up with the song, right? No. Because I, I do have an answer. I'm wondering why you can make Christmas canon with just making a song. It's propaganda. It's, for, it's from the North Pole Bureau of Propaganda. It's to try and make up for that fateful night. In which Rudolph almost caused 37, like, okay, plane crashes. Okay, so you're crashes. telling me, you're telling me that for the <laughs> North Pole to distract from Rudolph's uh, cataclysmic mm-hmm. skyward journey, yeah. that uh, <laughs> they have hired famous, like, songwriters throughout the ages song doctors, yeah. to make sure to make up other songs so, to detract. Do you want to know where the proof is? Mm. Okay, you know how they go in that specific order of all the reindeer's names and it never changes? 
That's the order their names appeared in the rap sheet. <laughs> They're rebranding. They're taking that and turning it into a song, a popular song for children. Like, Look what a good thing it was that, that they ignored all air traffic control laws and just flagrantly flew through the sky in the middle of the night. All right. <laughs> I... I have no reason not to believe you. <laughs> so, I guess that just kind of answers that question. It's propaganda. Now I wonder if our show can get popular enough where the North Pole contacts us and needs us to write a Christmas song. Well, that or a cease and desist for this episode. <laughs> maybe both. Maybe we'll. Maybe this episode won't even get released, and then we'll have to come out with a different episode, and we'll be like, oh, yeah, we love Rudolph and Blitzen and... The others. Dancer. <laughs> Dancer's one, right? <laughs> Who names a reindeer dancer? I mean, maybe he's the tiny dancer. Who names a, ra- <laughs> Who names a reindeer Rudolph? That's a terrible name. <laughs> the other hey, ones hey. are at least kind of cool. Uh, I have Blitzen, a what a cool name is that? <laughs> but <blitzed>. Rudolph? <laughs> yeah, you got Blitzen in the corner smoking a joint. <laughs> okay, okay. I have a, a question of my own. Yeah. Is it time to start the episode or not? Yeah. All right, welcome to the usual bet in 18 Up Age Play Discussion Podcast. Every week we make a bet in the losers and diapers for the next episode. I'm the little sister encounter extraordinaire, Sophie Elizabeth. I'm the big sister who's right on a technicality, Chloe Elizabeth. And welcome everyone to the 69th episode. Nice. 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 Of uh, the usual bet. We've, we've really, <laughs> this episode meant a lot to us. As basically the pinnacle of what podcasting can be. It's if you get to episode 69. Nice. You've made it. Uh, I, I, I think that from here on out, it's downhill. Um, uh, it is until we do eventually. It's like a curve. You get, you get all the way up to 69 and then you kind of fall off and then curve back up to 420. Right. So, but that's a, that's a ways off. That's like a stretch goal. <laughs> that's like a lifetime, lifetime achievement. Um, and of course, there's the the absolute legend status of of episode one three three seven. Oh God! One day, if only. Um, in honor of episode sixty nine. Nice. We have a few, <laughs> we have a few uh, kind words from some previous people who've been on the show. So we're we're gonna share those real quick. Nice. 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 And have have a wonderful nice to all you folks at home. Nice. Nice. Now, before we get into the main event of episode 69. Nice. I have another topic I want to talk about. Oh yeah, what it's is like it? It's like the appetizer to the entree. Okay. The, the main, the main thing that will happen on in this episode, episode sixty-nine. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get sick of this meme by the end of it. That's the goal. Um. Okay. I was just assailed by the universal constant of daylight savings. Oh, uh, don't even. I don't even want to. Daylight saving them sucks. And I'm, I'm at the, the, the point in my life. It sucks. I'm at the point in my life where uh, instead of being like the, the toe-sucking like one-year-old <laughs> that just accepts the world as it is, I'm starting to be critical of the world. Wait, right now. 
Now you're starting. Yeah, this so moment. You, you've just in this moment moved past toe-sucking infant into into toddler questioning her world. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think the real turning point of the show for episode 69 nice. is that I have I have grown. <laughs> Throughout the course of this this podcast, I've grown into a... A, a toddler. Yeah, a, a more mature, critical being, able to comprehend uh, why the world is the way that it is. I guess I, I want to talk about this a little bit, because now, mm-hmm. that I'm, now that I'm critical of Daylight Savings Time... I always just followed followed the flow of, of time itself. If someone told me, oh, yeah, t- the, we skipped an hour. Oh, we, we redid an you hour. You just took it for granted. I'm like, yeah, that's that's normal. I guess that's... Took it at face value. I... Ah, uh, face, because like a clock face. Sure. <laughs> um, so, now I'm like, okay, why is Daylight Savings Time? What's the purpose of there Daylight Savings Time? There isn't one. No, it's nothing. No, that's it's stupid. No. Okay, even even if you think that, I think that's Sophie, public perception. It. Listen, Chloe, you need you need to just you need to you need to keep an open mind here. I need to address this okay. to an open an open forum sure. with with. You need to get out of your toe sucking phase of accepting the world as it is, and you need to step into okay. Okay. this ability mm-hmm. for the world to be a, a changeable, living place. Okay, Tell it is me. not static. Uh, it it does not it is not as constant as the spinning mobile above your crib <laughs> and the routine diaper changes it is there is more to life than this enlighten me now as it's proven clinically based on all the research i did uh-huh. and by research i mean i did no research no one knows why daylight savings time exists nobody no. In the whole world? No. It just happened one day. And we all went, yeah. Yeah. Is so, that what you're sticking with? Yes. That's your story. Yeah, but listen. Listen. <laughs> okay. I nobody did knows. Do, I did do some of my own personal research. And by my own personal research, I mean internal exploration of my own thoughts about this topic. Uh, I think they do call that making bullshit up. But, you know... <laughs> No. I could be wrong on that matter. No, because no, what you what you're missing is since no one in the real world knows. Uh, oh, my yeah. theory has the potential of being true. Now, okay, if I'm nobody going... knows why something happens, if you just say it, it could be right. It could be. No, it's it's the it's the Schrodinger's cat thing, but for for knowledge of the Schrodinger savings time. Let's go. Yeah. Now. I can trace back the roots of daylight savings time mm-hmm. to, to ancient Greece. Sure. And I, <laughs> it's, I, it's, I don't, <laughs> it was a Roman creation by okay, philosophers. You are, are going to get some emails about this. <laughs> just, just so you know. And of course, because you've already clearly researched all of your facts. Yeah. You know that this is going to be more propaganda that people are going to be angrily mailing you. Yes. Anything you send me, just, contrary just, to what I'm telling you now, is clearly a lie. Okay. And I'm sorry that you're stuck in that world. I just want you to be prepared for it. Now, I've been thinking, why? Mm-hmm. Why daylight savings time? Why did the ancient Greeks create daylight uh-huh. savings time? And I think it was a way for the ancient daddy philosophers... <laughs> <laughs> The daddies and mommies of ancient Greece uh-huh. all got together and they looked at their littles and they thought, okay, mm-hmm. we need to, we need to adjust some things. Number I, I, one. I have a question. Okay. Is this an earlier bedtime thing? 
It partly, yes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay, there's two reasons. The first is, okay, daylight savings time goes two ways. I don't know why, but yep. it does go forward and back, and I think it's random. I don't know. Like, someone flips a coin. But <laughs> who knows what it's going forward, going backward. But they move it backward in an attempt to get littles to go to bed early. Because yeah, the second absolutely. you say, oh, your little... Uh, your bedtime is, is 8 o'clock. You're like, oh, okay. And then one, what if you're tired one day at 7? Your, your caregiver's like, uh, you need to go to bed now. And you're like, but it's not my bedtime. It's not 8 o'clock. So they all got together and decided, like, on a certain day, mm-hmm. they would just move the clock forward an hour. So we all think it's that, our bedtime's it's earlier. It's our bedtime's earlier. <laughs> now, I'm still working on why why they would make it go backward though they jump time forward to make sure we get our earlier bedtimes but why jump time backward hmm okay i think i got it okay i had to think about it for a second Uh you had to, to flesh this theory out some more but i think i know Later on, after we get used, we get reacclimatized to this technically earlier bedtime that mm-hmm. we're unaware of. They suddenly Secret move early it bedtime. forward again. So we're always tired an hour earlier. And then they're like, oh my god. <sighs> Look at you. You're such a baby. You're, mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. so little. You can't even stay up till your bedtime. You oh know what? Oh my gosh. I, we'll just move your bedtime an hour earlier. And then every every time it ticks lower and lower. Yeah. It's like every like four years or something. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's leap year. <laughs> I don't know. But then we all we keep getting earlier and earlier bedtime until they basically run our lives. They control us through the means of bedtime. Time is a constant that the babies just okay. assume are is the way that it is. We don't think about it. We don't think about how it's a societal construct made by the bigs in order to to orchestrate our bedtimes. Okay, hey, if there was no time, we wouldn't have bedtimes. I'm just saying. I need to I need to break the news to you about this about daylight savings times. Are you ready? You ready for the news? Yeah. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Down with daylight savings times. <laughs> Down with the tyranny of the bigs and the grown-ups. Let's abolish it. They can't keep us down any longer. Everything you've said is 100% true, and you should tell everyone you know. Everyone at home, I think that you should all set your clocks. Wait, what just happened? Did time move forward? Did it move backward? I don't know. The, the flow of time is convoluted. I think it moved forward, right? Yeah, okay. Everyone set your clocks an hour back. That's the real time now. And don't let the bigs tell you otherwise. Don't let them trick you in, into these, <laughs> these concepts of earlier bedtimes. It's, it's a lie. You th- they, they're trying to, to trick you. Don't fall for this. <laughs> and naturally, because, because we'll, we're all setting our clocks an hour earlier, this episode is going to come out an hour earlier. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's definitely not going to come out at the exact same time it does every week. I set the little schedule button. Uh-huh. I do it myself, and I always set it for, like, 6 o'clock, even though it's not always done by 6 o'clock. Yeah, that's true. But then, now I'm going to start setting it to 5 o'clock. So you can beat the bigs. Yeah. Okay. And do you... I have a question. Mm-hmm. What do you think your mommy's gonna do about this? Do you think do you think this is gonna affect her when she puts you to bed in any way, shape, or form? Well, uh, she well, 
I'll have more of a leg to stand on <laughs> with my complaints. Uh-huh. And how's that going to go for you? Are you sure she's not just going to come over and just crinkle your diaper and brush your cheek and get you all blushing and say, come on, sweetie, it's time for bedtime. No, she won't do that. Because it would be ineffective, right? Because it, it won't work. <laughs> I really like this concept of ancient Greek philosophers uh-huh. making all of their ancient Greek philosophy about littles. I don't know a lot about ancient Greek philosophy. But, but you are going to assume that it's all about littles from now on? But everything that you hear from from the from the Plato and the Aristotle. The Plato! Plato! His name's Plato, oh Chloe! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Of course! He was a little. He was the little <laughs> in his relationship with Aristotle. Aristotle was his daddy. <laughs> oh my gosh, it all makes perfect sense now. You look at... You look at a lot of the philosophical differences between them, and it's the standard differences between a little and their big. I, think, I don't know enough about either of them to contest that with fact. I but think I'm going to commission some official usual pet art. <laughs> I think I am. It's going to be, you know that it's always sunny in Philadelphia meme of, of the character putting his hand up against the conspiracy board? I am going to get one of those of you in your diaper with like a whole big conspiracy behind you. I like that with like ancient Greece and and like the little photos with of the With everything. I think it is every other episode you are uncovering the next big big conspiracy. It's because I have I've grown. My mind has expanded. From toe sucking toddler yes, to to questioning. I toddler. have the big brain now. I've I've tapped into the collective subconscious of the bigs and now it can extract information. I'm a spy on the inside. Like a secret agent baby. I'm a secret agent baby, and I'm I'm there, and I'm picking out all these little threads, and I'm trying to be really discreet about it, but I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm checking this stuff. What do you mean daylight saving? What's this? They moved the clock. What is that? <laughs> they moved the clock. Okay, well, I got to send this to HQ, and then I, like, tuck it into my diaper, and I waddle out. Here's the thing. If any, like, big Hollywood execs decided, oh, I'm going to listen to this baby podcast, they could make... Those those straight to TV baby movies, <gasps> like like from like twenty different episodes you've made, you could fund an entire industry of like secret agent baby movies. Now I'm even more upset with the concept of like the movie industry mm -hmm. remaking a movie over and over and over again because they're like, well, it's proven to work. No, I am sitting here weekly coming up with <laughs> realistic and true and accurate conceptualizations of reality. And they don't make movies about those. It's, it's part. It's part of the conspiracy. <laughs> it's part of the propaganda to keep us down. They hear this and they're like, "Oh no, they figured it out. We should make a movie about that. That would sell a lot to all those littles out there." And it's like, "Yeah, but then they'll know, and we can't have that." I I hope everyone at home is just seeing you in the mind, pointing at a conspiracy board, like Hollywood is in on it. Okay, Hollywood is on in on it though, because. All of those remake movies, all of those remake. Every time you see a remake movie, you sit there and you go watch uh, the 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 War of the Worlds. Is that one? That was a remake, right? <laughs> um, uh, it. That was a remake. Yep. Uh, you, you got all some. of those. They're there to oppress the littles. They're to keep you down. 
It's not fair. <laughs> I boycott them now. I mean, I okay. boycotted them before on okay. principle, but now I'm boycotting them even more. You're just right. They're, yep, you're right. You win. You've you've blown the lid off of the 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 big conspiracy episode sixty nine. You have finally cracked nice. it. <laughs> you did it. Congratulations. I expect a trophy by next week. Oh, you'll get a prize. What does that mean? I wanted a trophy. Oh, yeah, you'll get a prize. Why won't you say trophy? Yeah, I said you'll get a prize. What does that mean? What kind of prize? (laughs) Anyway, I think we have other topics to do. Okay, you're right. I think that was a good... A good appetizer. I Uh think... I think the people who are sitting there in their seats at home... um, Munching down on our podcast... And just taking these sweet little morsels. We got, like, fried pickles and stuff. I'd say this is the fried pickle portion. Like the, the cheesy pretzel dips? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the big pretzels with the cheese dips. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that I think they're satisfied and they're ready for their, their full meal of, like, fettuccine Alfredo or, or whatever else people order at restaurants. That's all I ever order. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We are on episode 69 nice and with great power comes great responsibility oh yeah because we wield responsibility with my such best finesse. my best friend spider-man's uncle said that <laughs> <laughs> wait 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 are you saying spider-man's your best friend or or spider-man's uncle was your best this friend this is why commas are important and <laughs> I feel as if mm-hmm. we are here. We are in the 69. Nice. And it is time for us to finally discuss the true 69 nice. topic that we all have been waiting for. Yeah. You know the fans at home want it. You know we're here to do it. Diaper face it. God, I knew you were going there. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's. Yeah, that's the appropriate episode 69 title. Diaper face-sitting is the 69ing of (laughs) baby. Sorry, that's the title. (laughs) So, for those who don't know about 69. (laughs) (laughs) Can I explain the 69 meme on the show? 69 stands for sex, but both at the same time and backwards. (laughs) Sensical thing. It's 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 uh, the six is a person, the nine is a person. They're flipped and doing loot acts to each other. That's that's the the meme. That's what? That's why it's the dirty thing. The numbers are people. Yeah, look at it. Type in sixty nine. What do you mean? You can't you can't not know this. Oh, I guess. Oh kinda. my god. That's 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 the joke. It, it looks like a lewd act. Oh. Okay. Anyway, it could also be used for messy diaper face sitting. Yes. So let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. I now, normally I would object. I would be like, no. I mean, I don't know. You know, I don't know enough about this. But this is the appropriate episode. So take the wheel. I feel as if. The little community, along with everything else in the entire universe, tends to escalate itself. Yeah. We get to a point, a threshold of normality or comfort with what we have, 
And then suddenly we're like, well, let's push that envelope. Mm-hmm, until you're pushing things into your into your diapers. Yep. I mean, hey, I'm right, and no, I should say you, it. No, you got it. The exact escalation is, is oh, I wear pull-ups sometimes, maybe you skip that step. Well, diapers, but I don't use them. Oh, diapers, but I wet them, but then I change immediately to I stay in wet diapers, to, oh, I would never mess myself, to messing yourself every day, like Kimmy does. And I think this really uh, embodies a lot of the sort of uh, baby literally stuff that a lot of people go through in their their youth and as mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. age and as they come into some of their interests and i would say not only with baby stuff but with all things yeah um for example just like chloe said when i first started wearing diapers i was like oh well i can't ever tell anyone about this yeah uh it's so embarrassing and so personal and now i'm like I would probably tell pretty much any of my friends if it came up because I I'm just like yeah no whatever it's who I am and like whatever and that's that's normal and then back in the day I'd be like oh yeah I like wearing diapers but then like using them means I have to throw them out and money is a thing and I don't really want to do that then I started doing that and I'm like oh whew, wow <laughs> what a great idea wedding a diaper who would have who would have thought of that? I'm, I wonder I'm, what else I could do with these. I'm a Columbus of diapers to have <laughs> discovered wetting them. And <laughs> it's even funnier because he didn't actually discover anything. Yeah, I, oh I got it. Listen, it's a layered joke. We all got it. Um so then you get to the point of, yeah, but messing is kind of, I don't want to do that. And then you're like, ah, oh, but I'll do that. And now we're all sitting here like, now we run a podcast mm-hmm. where we where one of us is in diapers minimum every week. And we talk about, like, using them and being baby and all these different things. And it's to the point where we have bed rails on our beds mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we have sippy cups in our cabinets. We have to hide them whenever people come over. Yes, and we have we wear onesies as t-shirts, and we wear short alls outside as like normal clothing. And this is like this is normal stuff to yep. us. So what do we do? We have to escalate. Yep. And luckily, the the joy of community is that they'll escalate it for you. <laughs> they you don't have to do the work. Someone in your community will come up with something ridiculous, and you'll go, "Well, I'm into that now." <laughs> And that's where that's where I think messy diaper face sitting comes from, which is a a new thing. New, quote unquote. Um, yeah, probably uh, probably wasn't big for until the past like few years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's the concept of while in a diaper, you push your butt up against someone's face, and and you use it. You you mush your tush and sit on someone else's face. Yep. Then to bring that into 69, somebody else mushes their tush and puts it into your face, and you kind of just bolt like, at the yeah. same time. You're like, uh, you're like a tumbleweed <laughs> of messy diaper baby. <laughs> what a stupid thing to say. Like a tumbleweed? Yeah. And <laughs> if you're very limber, you can probably roll around. I don't know, like a wheel. Now, but- <laughs> here's the thing. We're not pioneering new waters here. I've seen art of this. This is this is a whole thing, and and like like, I wanna I wanna ask you, are you into this? Oh, that's an interesting silence <laughs> you just left. That you just kind of you just kind of didn't say anything, huh? Okay, so you still you're still Listen, not really. How about we talk about why someone might be interested? Okay, in this? let's talk about why you would be interested in this. This is a weird thing, right? 
I mean, weird subjective, but... Yeah, it's weird in that it's probably not something you'd probably come to the conclusion of on your own. Yeah, uh, that's fair. But now that it exists, and you take a look at it, you think, well, why is this appealing? On one hand, putting a diaper really close to someone's face, I would find to be... Um... I wouldn't want that very much. Yeah, I there I are there are a lot of people out there who like the the smell or the uh <laughs> I there's no way I can say this delicately. <laughs> there's a lot of people out there who like the smell of wet or messy diapers. And the idea of smelling that is appealing to them. Mm-hmm. I do not think that is the main draw of this. I don't think so either. And it is definitely not my draw of this. I think I kind of know what the main draw is. Go ahead. I think it's what we touched about last episode with the diapered caregiver thing. This person is diapered. They have filled their padding like an infant. And you are literally beneath them. They are just sitting on... They are sitting on you with this messy diaper. You are so far beneath them. And I think that's the whole appeal of it. Yeah. And if, if I judge by your cheeks and your kind of your kind of far away look, I would say you agree. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think this comes into a lot of uh, the the idea of someone kind of using you. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I you definitely have... think it's like a objectification. Yeah. Um. You have like people who want someone to like come on them, mm-hmm. or who want someone to like pee on them, or something like that. Yeah, I think and, it, I think it falls into that territory, but with less cleanup, and, conveniently, and with diapers, which is an aesthetic that, of course, our our community really wants, mm-hmm. as we are the diaper baby community. Um, so you get the the sort of humiliation and subservience and objectification and feeling like you are so far beneath this person, because I feel like there's uh. I feel like the person who would be sitting on someone else and putting their diapered butt in their face would be in charge in this situation, or at least proving their 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 dominance. Yeah, that's kind of why I like it. That's fair. I I, I I think I understand that. I personally, I'm not into it, but you know, I I, I I get it. I understand the appeal, and clearly, a lot of other people do understand this appeal, including my co-host. The idea of messing your diaper is already probably uh, a 9 of 10 on babyish acts. Oh, yeah. It is. It's I the, would say the it's highest the most infantile can, thing you can do. It's the most standard infantile thing you can do. Yeah. And uh, I think that we constantly are looking for a way to push that envelope and be m- even higher on the baby scale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if someone is going to mess a diaper... Being beneath that person as they do it is probably more submissive. I agree. Okay. So that's why you're into it. No, I'm into it because I had a dream about it once. You had a dream about it? Yes. Are you going to share the dream on the podcast for hundreds of fans? Uh, sure. (laughs) Okay. Um... Now, it's easy to get me into things. Mm-hmm. I I like to pick up 
people's interests and their fetishes and You're stuff like that. You're an explorer. I love to try new things. Um... I did have a dream, probably maybe a few months after learning about this, and it's starting to become a really big art thing, seeing in a lot of art, Mm -hmm. and kind of me being like, that's interesting, but like, I don't know, I don't really know how I feel about that. And um, in my dream, it was me and another little. Mm -hmm. Is is this an an existing little? I don't think so. I think it's just like a... In my mind okay. kind of thing. Um, like how in your dream you make up a person. Yeah, absolutely. That I think that's kind of how it was. And we had the same caregiver. And we were both given, like, suppositories. Mm-hmm. And we were told to basically see who was in charge. And this idea was that normally in a situation like this, my... my if I would fantasize about this prior, it would be the first one to master diapers, the baby. Yeah. Right? But this was the first one to master diaper. It was the, the that one is, in charge, but it was on top of yeah, the other person. That is an interesting take on this. And I wound up winning in the the, the bet. But, winning by, by mushing your tush. Yes. And uh-huh. that's the other thing. The idea that you win by doing the baby thing is also like... Like, you feel so proud. You're like, ha, I'm the big girl as you're sitting in a messy diaper. I think you wrote that in a story once. I think I did. <laughs> uh, I think it was right after I had the stream. Oh, my gosh. Um. So, yeah. I, I, I see an appeal. You see an appeal? I don't know. You're having, you're having idle fantasies about this? I you see an appeal? I'd, I don't think it's something I'd want with a caregiver. Yeah. But it's something I would want with another little power play game. You know? Okay. And it would have to be a very specific situation, I guess. I don't know. I don't think it's also something I don't think I'd ever really do in real life. But, but like, it's like it's 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 fun it's fun in the it's, fantasy it's land. It's definitely a, a daydream. And okay. um I would like like I, you said I wrote a story about it, but like I, I would write I would write a story about it and I definitely see the appeal. Um maybe not in real life, but I, I, I I think about it. Good to know. Mm. <laughs> so I, I did say that I don't like caregivers in this role. More like a game for like two littles. Mm-hmm. I also think that there's an aspect here where I, I do want my caregiver involved. Oh, really? And this is taking the sort of messing out of the face-sitting part. Okay. I think part of the reason face-sitting and diapers is sexy is because face-sitting is sexy. Like, it's the idea that someone climbs on top of you and puts their... their Naughty, like, naughty regions. Mm-hmm. On, on your face. Mm-hmm. And then you, you pleasure them uh, based on, you know, just the... The, the lewdness. The current... Uh, Lewd. Lewd. Uh, yeah, the... the, the, the positioning and uh <laughs> rotation i don't know um spin i'm just <laughs> spin? <laughs> making words spin uh so hey, anyway wait. spin i would say that in this way i do find the idea of a caregiver like sitting on my face in mm-hmm. a diaper because you can't exactly do like oral the proper oral conventional traditional yeah. way on them in a diaper but you can kind of simulate it and mm-hmm. like kind of 
Um, Listen, it's it's a whole kink. I'm wildly aware of its existence. And in that case, if a caregiver were to sit on my face in a diaper, I would find that very attractive. Okay. Alternatively, if I sat on a caregiver's face in a diaper, mm-hmm, I'd find that mm-hmm, very attractive mm-hmm. as well. Um, but in terms of the messing, I don't want to do that on my caregiver's face. And I don't want my caregiver to do that on my face. That is... <laughs> That's something, I don't know. I still find it appealing. I think it's a little, little kind of thing. That's fair. I I, I consider myself educated. I, I now understand why my co-host is so into messy diaper face sitting. Well, I wouldn't. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand why my co-host really is super into messy diaper face sitting and fantasizes about it. It makes sense. No, you don't, I have, wouldn't to ex- call... you don't have to explain any further. I understand. It's okay. <laughs> okay, so I have a bet here. Okay. What's the bet? I already know your stance on this. That's good. And, uh... So do I have to be here for this, or...? Technically, no. <laughs> I would advise it. It makes it makes the show more fun. I don't feel so, like, out of place talking to a chair. But, um... <laughs> I could put Tulip here. Yeah, if you put just my stuffed animals in the chair, I think that I could really make a good podcasting experience. <laughs> okay. I do have a bad idea. Yep. Go I with it. think that despite the very, very esoteric nature of diapered face sitting. Okay. More people like it than don't. Yep, I'll take it. I I, I think it is very niche, a very powerful niche, but I think it's very niche and uh, I, I think less people like it than you think. Now not talking about doing it yes i'm talking about liking it yes like i understand not, even if you have no intention to ever do it in real life even if you never even want to try it's, it in real it's life if you, it's okay you're scrolling tweeter.com you you're, you see some baby art and you see that and it's whether you pause on it and go mm, or or just scroll by like ooh. yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i guess like you can be truly neutral on this and not care either way and i would say that is a a no vote yeah, maybe, yeah, I think because it is. I'm I'm not I'm not doing disgust versus versus enjoyment. I'm doing apathy versus interest. It's it's okay. the 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 Starship Trooper voice comes out and says, "Would you like to know more?" And you nod not excitedly. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so any kind of interest, uh, if this idea has just really ever crossed your mind and you've kind okay. of thought about it in a positive way, even if it's it's not a serious thing, even if you don't consider it your fetish, but if you think of it positively. I would say uh, more people think of it positively than are not interested at all. Okay, I'll take this bet. I think that uh, our, our our listeners are, by the majority, toe-sucking innocent little toddlers who, who just want to sit on the floor and play with their toys and not do do such a lewd act. But uh, but we'll see. <laughs> I um. I'm talking any diaper face sitting at yes. all. It does not have to be messy diaper face sitting. It doesn't have to be using a diaper. Oh, Just okay. Face that... sitting in general. So a diaper on a, a person's face. Okay, that skews it a little bit, but I'll still take it. Yeah. Y- usual bet. Okay, usual bet. Usual bet. And all I right. do want to say to to our listeners that I I do call you toe sucking toddlers with all heartfelt endearment. I think that you should wear it like a badge of honor. She wants you to wear it like a badge of honor so she can easily identify you. <laughs> <laughs> then she'll tease you relentlessly. Me? Yeah, you. Okay. Um that's it. I think I think we hit the core topic 
of our demographic in relation to 69. Nice. And I agree. I think I think I think this was the right the right call. I wouldn't have thought of it because I'm not so so radically into it like you are. But um, I, but I I am really so glad strong. you brought up your your fantasy so that we could talk about it. Uh huh. <laughs> I'll regret this decision for the rest of my life. Alrighty. Thank you for joining us this week for our special, wonderful, mega, beautiful episode sixty nine. Nice. nice. Uh, if you want to vote on this week's Patreon, it's patreon.com slash sophieandpudding. Where? Patreon.com slash sophieandpudding. <gasps> oh, though, wow. <laughs> though last week we te- technically didn't get someone who joined for the sole sake of correcting me on my capitalization. We did get someone who listens to the show. And joined, just joined. And just joined who listened to the episode and said, oh my gosh, Sophie, they're capitalized. What are you talking about? That's why I went on the technicality. Um, but if you like those votes, patreon.com slash Sophie Pudding. You can find us on Twitter, uh, at the usual bet, which is where we live now. Also on our individual Twitters at the usual Sophie and at the usual Chloe. Uh, email's a thing still. We have not gotten rid of it. We in um, fact do receive them sometimes and enjoy them. I reply to at least all of them. I, you do. I Every sh- so often I'll come in and be like, oh, we got a new email. Oh, Sophie's been talking to this person in six different emails. Okay. Well, maybe one day she'll tell me about it. Yeah, we haven't given up on emails as a concept yet. I know we're working toward a future of telepathic communication, but (laughs) we're not quite there. So, the usual mailbox at gmail.com. Thank you, Mimi, for help with our theme song. Thank you, Juice, for a wonderful cover. Shame on Kimmy for being uh, Kimmy as a whole individual. Um, you can find her at bby-kimmy.tumblr.com. Also, you can find her on her, her new podcast. She's launching a podcast. Kimmy and our friend Sky released the first episode of their podcast, which is a discussion podcast like ours, but I think it's more fun and games. I think it's a, a battle podcast between the two of them. Yeah, and, um, you can find her. It's called B versus B, and, uh, it isn't on, like... Apple Music, or... It, it just launched. You can find it on uh, Kimmy's Twitter. Oh, yeah, at Unusually Kimmy. Uh, special thanks as well to all of our wonderful people who helped contribute to making episode 69 the wonderful thing that it is. Thank you, everybody. Um, special thanks to Liv, Mark, Pudding, Cereal, Kimmy, Woonus, Mimi, Erica, Jazzy, Casa, Moonzy, Akira, 34 Cuker, Purse, Miss Daisy, and Peculiar Changeling who uh, all were past people on the show and were, were generous enough to send us some audio clips. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye, friends. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>